Hey, I'm Nick. Hey, and I'm Ricky. And welcome to the Demand Gen Daily Podcast. All right, welcome to another episode. And today we had some questions around avoiding false positives that we want to get into. We've touched on this topic in the past. However, it's not an easy one, right? It's not very straightforward because false positives are named that because they're exactly that false positives. So you think they're positive, but they're not. Ricky, why don't you get us kicked off here? Yeah, absolutely. And this is one of those things, Nick, that it really separates the experienced marketers from the marketers who are just cutting their teeth and getting into it. Because when you're basically fresh in the industry, you're looking at things like clicks, you're looking at things like just conversions and That's how you go about your business. But when you start to get more experience and you see the real impact on a a business based on the metrics and the KPIs, this is where you can really start to understand what some of these false positives are doing for you. We've got a few here. I'll go over a couple, starting with a very basic one, number of purchases versus average order value. This is one of those cases where if you're running campaigns purely based on um, the number of purchases, It's always great to get new customers, absolutely, to drive that number up as high as possible. But you might be missing the real opportunity in terms of maximizing your conversion value. So you're going to have some customers that are shopping for the lowest possible price. And you're going to have some customers that are buying a much bigger cart value, much bigger baskets. And so if you're actually driving that data back into your campaigns you can optimize them based on the value of the carts and you're going to get a lot better, more valuable customers that are going to stay with you longer and spend more money with you. So much better ROAS on, on the individual conversions there. The other thing I would say is, so for e-commerce, like this is actually fairly straightforward, right? In the sense that you can see all the people that have purchased from you and you can start seeing trends like these funnels and like these campaigns are getting like a $50 AOV And these ones over here are getting a hundred or 200, whatever it might be. Right. Then you can kind Mm -hmm. of say, okay, like we can split these into these cohorts and figure it out and then do the math behind it in terms of what's our ROAS on this cohort versus this cohort and where should we balance the dollar like versus inventory levels, et cetera. So you can get like really granular where this becomes a little bit harder is actually doing this in non e-com places. So when Mm -hmm. it's leads, and they're going into a CRM and maybe sometimes the CRM isn't th- that well taken care of. So you're looking at now MQLs versus SQLs. So an MQL is basically any lead, a sales qualified lead. We generally characterize it as somebody that is in our ideal audience that is willing to buy that has need currently. So not only do they need to be the right audience, they also need to be able to buy right now because they have a need. If they're the right audience, but they don't have a need currently, they're still not an SQL. But going beyond the SQL, saying to ourselves, like, what's the opportunity here? And what funnels are rendering leads at what level of SQL? So one funnel might be leading to a 10% SQL ratio. Another is doing 50% SQL ratio, right? But... To add layers to this, and this is where it gets really hard because you don't get that automatic feedback loop. What if the one that is generating though that 10% SQL value, 10% of them are SQLs, what if that sale is five or six times bigger than the MQL 
and the close rate is higher as well. All of a sudden, yeah, 10% SMQL to SQL ratio is, is bad. Like only one out of 10 MQLs becomes an SQL, like really bad. But there are instances where even as bad as that is, theoretically, in practice and in real dollars, it can actually be the best funnel. Because mm-hmm. the other one, even though 50% of them are SQLs, close rates way lower, average sale way lower, the types of products that they buy have less contribution, more. They, yeah. they, they make less money overall. Absolutely. And this is where like really digging into the data, the only way to make sense of it all and, and going way beyond the KPI, you have to really get into the metrics and really get into that sales data and extract these like meaningful insights. And to the same degree, looking at like different product lines and service types that are being offered by the, by your, by your customer, for example, like one might be leading to a $10,000 sale, whereas the other one is leading to a $500 sale. So make sure you're not just looking at conversion value or sorry, conversion volume, because this is where you could look at it and go, Oh, conversions were up. 50%. 50%. This is amazing. But actually the deal value at the end of the day could have gone down. If you're shifting your dollars from one campaign to the other, because the conversions going up, the conversion rate's great. So you've got a great cost per conversion. Who cares about the $20 lead when your $50 lead is generating way more revenue for you. And one of the other ones we want to get into here is this one's a little bit more specific to Facebook, but you can definitely look at this through all your different ad platforms, ad clicks versus uh, unique landing page visits, especially on social, primarily like with Facebook, you can have people clicking on your ads all over your ads. It doesn't mean that they necessarily are clicking through and then landing on your landing page. So you need to really look at this and make sure that you're not just looking at clicks as a total and you're looking at, okay, how many people are actually coming through landing page visits? And then you can basically do the math on what those visitors are worth to you. Because if you're just doing this based on the volume of clicks coming through the ad, then it could be very misleading because you could find that certain ads are driving much better cost per unique landing page visit versus other ones. And here's a question, like Ricky, when you're talking about this, like how much does bot traffic lend itself to this as well? And I know there's I know yeah. there's tools to mitigate bot clicks yeah. so that yeah. they don't drain your bank account by like overclicking an ad. So that technology yeah. exists. Is the false positive here of like ad clicks versus the unique? landing page visits. Is it that like how much bought traffic? It's definitely bought traffic for sure. But there's also a lot of this where like people are quite literally scrolling on their phone and they're accidentally clicking on things. And it's not to your benefit. They're not interested and they're going to immediately back out. So you see this often like with social platforms where you have a feed and you're advertising on that feed. So there's a big discrepancy there. And also you can see this like if you're advertising on like Google display on mobile apps, you could be advertising on things that are worthless. In my opinion, apps like, but there's like a flashlight app. It's like things where you can run an ad where they're getting ad revenue for the people that are using it. But if your ads are showing up there and you got to think about like, how is that person utilizing the app? Um, Another one is apps for kids, like coloring apps, drawing apps. It's like reading apps, like those things. It's like kids are going to click on your ads and you're paying for that. But is there any value to you to have that come up and have a two-year-old child clicking on an ad because they're using mom and dad's phone? Yeah, exactly. So there's, I guess there's a lot of reasons why this matters more than the ad clicks. And we've seen people a lot of times say, I'm getting this many ad clicks and I'm not driving revenue. 
And then we're looking at the other side of this in terms of the unique landing page visits. And we're like, your ad clicks look really high, but the effect on the number of new people is very low. Absolutely. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Try and implement some of those tips. Make sure if you're, when you're looking at the data, make sure you're adding, there's generally a lot of columns of things that are not, that are available to you, but you need to add them in. Make sure you're going deep enough into the data. Don't just look at the surface level and really ask yourself, what's the action that's being taken here by the user? Excellent. Remember to like, subscribe, and send us any questions. We answer them. Until next time.